conversations that inspire. I'm Jess Baker from Journey to a Better Place. And in this podcast, we're going to explore all the things that I just can't get enough of, like spirituality, meditation, positive psychology, living a conscious life, and living a life aligned to your soul's purpose. We'll speak to seekers from around the globe who are just like you and I, who share their stories to inspire us and offer us wisdom and insight from their journey. Thanks for joining me on your journey to a better place. Today's guest, I'm probably pretty sure there's going to be tears in this one because, oh oh yeah, there they go. (laughs) This woman just has a way of really touching your soul and I'm so blessed to have met her during the first lockdown, connecting on the other side of the world from America um, through an initiative of Music is Medicine. And I was honoured and blessed enough to be able to have a one-on-one concert with this beautiful musician and had tears rolling down my face as I listened to her music. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Sarah today. So thank you, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Jess. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. I'm all teary already. We haven't (laughs) even started talking. And isn't it funny that like, really, we've only connected a few times, but some people you just know, right? Like there's that soul depth that you know that they're an old soul and have gone through a lot and the compassion that just comes out of them. And that's definitely what I feel with you. And so thank you, thank you for that. Yes, I feel that too, very much. Yeah. So tell me about um tell me about your journey with music. How did how did you discover that this was your well, I'm assuming it's your purpose on this earth because you do just heal so much through your music is would you say that it's your purpose? I'd say it's one of one of my purposes, definitely. It's a big one, though, for sure. Tell me about that journey. How did you discover that? It's um, it's a big story for me. It's the story of of a great healing journey, really. And it started. I, I was kind of late in the game to come to music. I didn't start playing music very early. I was twenty six when I picked up a guitar. And everyone else in my family is a musician. And so I had kind of a resistance to that, I guess. I wanted to be the black sheep and wanted to be different. And so I waited and, and then my body started just shutting down in a way. It started, started telling, giving me messages that said, there's, there's something wrong here. There's something really, really wrong. And so the the physical symptoms showed up as, as, um, well, basically all of my systems started to just slowly find their way out of balance. And then a bunch of tumors showed up in my neck. And, um, and I thought that that was very important, the place where they were, that they were all at the base of my throat. And, and for me that, it was just like the perfect, the perfect message that, wow, here's this very thing that I have resisted so much, which is my voice. And yet it's the very thing that I know is going to help me 
be better and feel better in myself. So I, I can't say that I just started singing immediately. It was a long journey. There was a lot of, of travel and medicines and shamans and, and all sorts of ways that I had to find my way back home. Meditation was one of the biggest things that helped me really figure out the thoughts in my brain, which were causing, causing me to, to doubt myself and to, um, and to not believe in myself. And I had to catch those thoughts and meditation really helped me with that. But eventually it took about two years of really, really hard, dedicated work. I, I got to the point where I had the courage to pick up a guitar and start singing. And I wrote my first song within, I'd say a week. It just kind of fell out of me, like, um, or fell through me, if you, if you want to think of it that way. It just felt like it was just something that, that came right from the sky and landed in my body and I sang it out. And, and then it was a very short period of time, maybe a few weeks or a month later that I went and got a, a scan and all the everything in my body was clear it was just it was such a you know some people say it was so miraculous but for me it was just it was the medicine I found the medicine that I had needed to heal myself and of course as that kind of somewhat cheesy saying goes it's it's within us all the time and it's so true for me it is so true that everything I needed was with me the whole time and all I needed to do was unlock it. And the key to unlocking that a lot was courage and, and facing the fears and, and looking at myself in the mirror and say, what do I want? What, what makes me happy? Do I want to live? Do I want to be here? Do I want to stand in my purpose? And the answer was always yes. And so I knew that I had to start singing. You were saying that you did a lot of traveling and seeing shamans and doing sort of a lot of healing work. Would you have classed yourself a spiritual person before you became ill? Hmm. Perhaps somewhat. My my dad my dad raised us with a quite a foundation of Buddhism. That was our our upbringing was a lot of of that philosophy. But I I wouldn't say I was I was I wouldn't have classified myself as spiritual until I got into the healing work. And then I honestly wouldn't have classified myself as an artist either. And, and now I don't, I still don't know if I'd, you know, like want to put classifications on anything, but, um, but I lean towards spirituality and I lean towards creativity and, and art is my life. So it's, it's what brings me to life. And so, so yeah, those are, those have become my passions, but no, it was, it was, it didn't start that way. (laughs) Where did you go? Where did you travel? Where do you go see shamans? Like I just, you know, I I find it fascinating for my own journey, hear wonderful things of people going to Peru or, you know, wherever and spending time with these shamans, but how do you find them? You know, they found me. It was really the, a lot of the journey was an act of listening. And so it, it wasn't so much, I mean, it's not that I didn't spend tons of time researching and, and looking things up and trying to find the best possible everything. But at the end of the day, the places that I ended up were places that 
I never would have guessed and I never would have researched and I never would have even, they, they wouldn't have even occurred to me, but they came into my field. And so the first place I went was Costa Rica and I was working with plant medicines of all kinds there. And I was working with a Peruvian woman who, who taught me a tremendous amount about um, spirit plants and, um, and jungle plants and healing in general. She was just quite a, um, a beautiful woman that, that knew quite a bit. And then I traveled, I spent almost a year in Bali and there, that's where I learned how to meditate. That's really, or I learned a, a practice to meditate. And that was tremendous because that was really where, like I said, I learned, I learned the patterns in my thoughts. And that was another thing that found me. I just, I met a woman who, who said this, this practice is, is profound and I think you should try it. And so it came from me a lot of times communicating with other people and saying, hey, this is where I'm at. And this is what I'm going through, which which that in itself took a lot of courage for me to stand up and, and talk about myself like that. That's not something I had done. I'd been quite shy and quiet before that. And so when I had the courage to stand up and, and talk about myself, that's usually when something really beautiful would open. And then I would follow. I would just say I would get a yes or a no in my body and then I would follow it. And that was really the beginning of me understanding intuition and understanding my inner wisdom in a way that I just, I mean, I use it every day now. It's so very, very important to the way that I live my life. When you say you got a yes or no in your body, what does that mean? Because some people will be familiar with that and some people may not or may experience that, not realize what they're experiencing. So what does that look like for you? That's a really good question. Yeah, if, if you had asked me that 10 years ago, I wouldn't know what that exactly meant either. Um, it's such, so what, for me, what it takes is, is being able to fine tune my inner ear, my inner listening to a really, really subtle, it's a feeling and one could say a frequency, I guess, but um, I tend to feel it quite physically in my stomach and a no feels tight and a little restricted a yes feels relaxed, it feels calm, it feels easeful. And so nowadays I follow the easeful. That's really, I'm really coming to believe that that restriction and that tense is usually a sign that there's something not quite right. And my body is such an amazing teacher for that. I can, I can almost always go to my body for that answer. And when I can't, it's because I'm in too much of a restricted place to be able to listen. Uh, usually that's how, that's how that goes for me. So my goodness, what a teacher, what an amazing teacher my body has been for me to, to help me understand what, what I, what I need and want in my life. It's, it's all there. It's all, it's all written in my cells. I find it interesting that like we get taught by society like you have to push you have to go you know you got to work hard and it's completely the opposite isn't it it's like <laughs> yes no like you don't have to push in that outside world you don't you have to push for it to be good like they don't equal the same thing the more you can create that space and let go it allows that divine to channel through you and it's when the magic happens yes yes totally I so agree there's so much magic in that in that ease so 
But was it something that happened suddenly for you to to recognize that or was it something that you have to build up over time and practices that you have to do to maintain that? Yeah, it's definitely took it's definitely a practice and it still is a practice. I can't, I can't tell you 100% that I'm do that great every single time and definitely know if it's a yes or a no. Um it took time to really gain the listening skills and it really takes turning all of my awareness and my attention internally. And that in itself took time because for a very long time, my internal landscape was terrifying. It was a place I didn't want to go. I had fear of my body. I had fear of my voice. I had fear of who I am. And that was just, it was, it was so, it just seemed like the opposite thing that I wanted to do was go inward. Yet it was the very thing that once I started doing it, just it opened all the doors and yeah so I still practice it every day (laughs) I still meditate every day it's it's part of what I think keeps me healthy and and healed I'm cancer free today and I, I I know that that is a lot because I continue to practice this internal work and also I continue to sing <laughs> so tell me about your new album I'm so excited about this. I was so excited to see see you doing that and I just, I can't wait to hear it. So tell me right from the start, tell me about the journey of the new album. Yeah, I'm like wiggling right now. It's so exciting for me. It's just, it very much feels like a birth. It very much feels like I am bringing something into the world that is a part of me, but not entirely me. There's something else. It's it's kind of created its own entity, this album, this creation. And yeah, right from the start, um, I can't say that it's been easy. It's actually brought up pretty much every insecurity I have ever had in my life <laughs> and has has pushed me up against some of my greatest blocks and my, my greatest biggest, vastest darknesses. And that in itself has been tremendous medicine. And so I wanted to create this album and and it's probably because of this, that I, that I made this intention at the beginning saying, I want this album to be medicine. I want this to be something that people can come to as a refuge, as a place to just lay down their worries and come to a safe cocoon of sound that that brings people home to themselves. And and I realized through the process that I that it has to be that for me too. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm creating this great thing for everyone else when really, you know, if not a single person hears it, I will have gotten the entire benefit of what I created it for. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> to me, I just, I love that. That's what's so exciting about it. So, um, I think so. I'm still in gestation process with it. Um, it it has the quote unquote pregnancy of it has been um, at times really arduous and at times almost angelic feeling of my goodness, what is what is coming through is so beautiful, and I'm really really proud of it at this point. I'm coming to the place where I have just a few months left. We're finishing up the touches, and I have the album art and. I mean, it just, we're tying the bows on top and I feel like, I feel like this is something that I can release to the world that 
really is what I set out to do. This, it, it, it carries the intention with it that I had from the beginning that I think this will be a place that people can come to in their senses to be able to find some perhaps relief from what's going on in the outer world. There's a lot going on in the outer world. So it felt like the perfect time to offer the world a little bit of salve. Mm-hmm. I love that you say it's it wasn't easy because I was just <laughs> reflecting as you were talking about that in how you we were saying it's, it's that real contradiction, isn't it? And so some people listening might be like, you were saying that everything's easy, but then you're saying that's not easy. So it is, it's, it's, it's not the outside world that's um, the hard part, right? The hard part is turning inwards and, and dealing with all those insecurities and things that come up. And um, we're all just humans. Like we all have that. It doesn't matter who you are on this planet. That's why we're here to, to learn and grow and to be able to overcome those challenges to share with other people is a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So do you uh, pick out like a, I'm, I'm, I love music. I'm not musically talented at all. And the most that I know about the music industry is from watching Nashville. (laughs) 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 So do you pick out a single from the album or like, is there a favourite, I guess they're probably like children, aren't they? You probably, do you have a favourite song? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a funny way to think about it yeah they are each like their own individual children there's 12 of them I have 12 children on this album but yes I definitely have favorites I have ones <laughs> not that I would do that with my own children I hope but I <laughs> I have ones that just feel um easier to to relate with right now and that may change throughout my life there may be ones that it's like wow this one's really hitting me right now and for right now I have this especially one that is just I keep getting stuck in my head it feels so sweet and delicious and juicy and motherly and and so that is what I will release as the single right now that's feeling like the right thing to do and that'll come out next month and it's so exciting because that's the taste that I get to give people. Not everybody releases a single, it's not a requirement for releasing an album, but I do like the idea of giving someone like an appetizer to just wet your palate so that so that you can get ready for, for what's to come and have some idea of, of what's to come and decide if like, wow, this is amazing or like, eh, this isn't exactly what I was hoping for. And I mean, get excited or not, either way, it doesn't really matter to me, but it's just nice to, to give the world a, a taste. Mm. And how did you choose a name? What is <laughs> the name? Are, you, are we allowed to know the name? <laughs> I've been debating this so much. It took me, the name didn't come until the very last minute I had to the album art was done she was like I need to put a name on it or you know like you're gonna have to figure this out later and so I had like a few days I had I have this whole list of titles and none of them were feeling right and I don't think I want to announce it right now because I'm still kind of waiting on the I want it to all kind of come together and and so it'll come with the single when it comes out next month but but I will say that it came as I was in that place you know, when you're falling asleep and and you're not quite asleep, but you're not quite awake. And that place is so, in my opinion, there's, there's such a, a sacred quiet there. And as I was in that place, it just 
popped into my mind that I wanted to dedicate this album to my mother, who is currently battling cancer and going through her own health journey. And it's pretty amazing that um, that she and I are walking such similar paths. And so, and it's another reason I'm I'm releasing my single as a song for a mother for for mother. Um, and so, so I will say that, that the title is about my mother and, and the whole album I'm dedicating to her. And that feels really right. And so thanks mom <laughs> for helping me figure out the title and for, you know, giving me life and all of that. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So your first album was with your sister. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So how was it? This one's just you though, right? Yeah, yeah. And what was the difference there? Tell me about like how was it ah uh, yeah, how how was it different working by yourself compared to bouncing with your sister? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm laughing because it's I when you were when you asked me about how the album came about, I kind of skirted around the fact that I've made another album with my sister because there was quite a bit of tenderness around it. And I, my sister and I were in a band for years and we played music together and wrote beautiful things together and sing like, it was like we were born to sing together. And then we got to this point, both of us in our relationship where we knew we needed to go our own ways. And that was painful, um, musically anyways. Um, but also in our lives, we both kind of like, just kind of went in separate directions and, um, yeah, that was, it was, it was good for both of us. It is good for both of us, but also a bit t painful and tender and, and very, very important because in a lot of ways, when I was playing music with her, she's been playing for, a, you know, her, almost her whole life or at least half of her life, 15, 16 years, something like that. She's in her, her, Actually, she's 30 now. So half her life, she's been playing guitar. She's And she's a brilliant guitar player and a lovely singer. And a lot of times when I played music with her, just because of the fact that she'd been playing longer, I immediately put myself in her shadow and always felt like just a little bit less than. And I, I created that. I, I put myself there. But there was a part of the, almost as uh, the contract that we signed together that was that was saying it's it's time for you to both do your own thing and so i went off on my own direction and when the album when i decided to do a single a, an album by myself it was terrifying to me because i had hidden in her shadow and that was comfortable in a lot of ways it was easier i could not be as good of a guitar player and nobody would notice and i could sing quieter and nobody would notice and and now this making this album i have to be hundred percent seen and heard and for I think for anyone who's really gone through the journey of of finding their voice there's a knowing of that feeling of like oh my gosh I have to be heard that's that is one of the biggest parts of having a voice is you have to be heard <laughs> that voice can come in many ways it's not literal mm, yeah. just singing it's whatever you're doing putting yourself out there following your dreams and your passions and yes it's it is it's a challenge 
Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. It's yeah. What are you doing in your life? Period. And that voice is how you show up in life. It's your expression of self, even if that means if had if it has nothing to do with your vocal cords. And so, yeah, I think as humans, we all understand that. Um, I'd, I'd be daring enough to say that we all understand what it's like to put ourselves out there. And and for me, that fear of being heard and seen was big. And so this was a a a feat. <laughs> I felt like I was really taking a leap with making this and saying, hey, I'm doing something and I'm doing it all by myself. And my sister is not even going to be on this album. And you're going to have to hear me, all of me, and I'm going to have to allow that. <laughs> and so there's a there's a lot of big fear that comes up in that. And yet that I know from my experiences and healing that that fear is is what I'm leaning into because I know that there is power and healing there. So I'm, I'm fully leaning in and sure enough, I'm, I'm gaining the, the gifts already from that. Mm. And the album hasn't even been released yet. <laughs> mm. One of the things about your journey that I noticed, uh, which I think is really helpful. And I, I do this in my journey too, is that it's okay to have moments where you doubt yourself or think, you know, what am I, you know, have I bitten off more than I can chew or what am I doing? Whatever that story is that you tell yourself. But when you have that deep knowing, it's like you still look for signs and you're still connected by doing that meditation and um, doing that groundwork. You're able to see those signs rather than getting caught up in the and the stories that you're telling yourself. Cause I remember reaching out to you a few moments ago to sending you a message and you're like, thank you that like I just really needed to hear that today and so you know even though it is a journey by ourselves that wisdom and insight and support can come from other places randomly if we're open to looking for it totally yeah so true Mm -hmm. do we are we allowed to have a I didn't mention this earlier so I don't know if you're prepared do you have a guitar there? Would you be able to sing us a little bit of something, something? I, I don't actually. I can go grab one. Yeah, um, go grab one if you don't mind. I, I'd... Sure, sure. Um, I don't know how the sound will be, but sure, I can I can It'll... sing something. I haven't prepared, but sure. It'll be fine. Give me one second. Let me see what I can do. Okay, let's see <laughs> what will come. I never know. This is kind of the beauty of playing music sometimes and and working with medicine music too, is that when I play music in any sort of uh, ceremony or or circle or anything, I I never write a set list. I never plan because I like to to feel what wants to be played. And then then I play that because that tends to be what people need to hear, what medicine is, is being called for. So I'm in the process right now of listening to what that song is. So what's coming to me is a song that's actually not on the album. (laughs) That's, that's how it goes, I guess. Um, you know, it's funny too, actually, and maybe this is you, Jess, because I think I played this song for you 
And I actually don't play this song very often because it's it's the very first song that I wrote and it's really, really precious to me. But I think because I've just told my story and the all of it is, feels so open and alive right now, um, that is the song that's really just, I, it's, I can't think of anything else. So this song is not on the album, but it is, you can find it <laughs> on, online on my SoundCloud if you, if you wish to hear it more. Um, but I'm just going to play a little bit of it. I'm just going to play, um, yeah, just a part of it. And so, yes, this is the song when I was talking earlier that I wrote it in a week and it was the first thing that had ever came through me musically. Um, this is that. So <laughs> here we go. Mm. 
crying like a baby again. <laughs> Thank you. That's the best compliment you could have possibly give me. <laughs> what a beautiful gift you bring to this world and so thank you for being courageous because I know it's not always easy but you really do make a huge difference in this world and I for one play your music on repeat every day all day it's just so inspiring and healing and that perfect balance of it, like it picks every mood you know like it's sometimes I find some music can be a little bit too down or but I feel like it doesn't matter if I'm having a reflective moment or a happy moment or whatever's going around me it just it's like just a beautiful warm hug and connecting <laughs> you with that divine so thank you for that beautiful um song I can't wait. I can't wait for everyone else to hear it. I feel so, I feel, I have to remind myself I was sitting there feeling so blessed and honoured that it's you and me again just having a private concert. But I know that other people are going to hear that and feel that beautiful warmth that you bring as well. So you mentioned that they can find your music on SoundCloud, was it? Mm-hmm. SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all of all of those. Well, the main ones you can find my sister and I's album. It's called Moon Over Mountains, and we go by the Emmett Sisters, E M M I T T. And then, um, and then, if you want just my personal SoundCloud, there's only a few songs on there, but the one I just played is one of them. It's it's you know as I said an older song, um, and it's just the acoustic version, and it's really really special to me. And the recording I I did in my home um, in the mountains. And so it has a really sweet spot in my heart. So if you want to find that, you can find that on SoundCloud and you just look up Sarah Emmett, S-A-R-A-E-M-M-I-T-T. And then the new album, when it releases this spring, will be available pretty much anywhere you can find music. And I know in Australia, you have some probably different streaming um, platforms. And so uh, I will I will make sure <laughs> that, that you guys will be able to get it down there. but. Um, yeah, it, it will be available for everyone. Well, thank you so much for your time. We've still got a little bit of time together. Is there anything that you want to share? I've become quite a huge advocate for people standing up in their voices, especially right now. We are in a time when... Um, when our voice is is our weapon in a way, and I don't want to say that in a way that, to, that a weapon meaning causing harm, but it's a way of of bringing ourselves rising to the occasion and saying, "I am here, and I have something to offer, and I want to be seen." I think it's so important that we all step into that, that we all show ourselves in our voices, and like we were talking about earlier, that doesn't mean. You necessarily using your vocal cords that could be step into your dance step into your creativity step into your work in this world your purpose what is it that you need to do to feel whole do that <laughs> we need it too because when you do that it inspires me to do that more 
So I'm doing that and I hope to inspire other people to do that more. And it's to me, one of the most valuable things we can do that in itself is medicine. I love the concept of music being medicine and it was something that you and the beautiful Jeremy introduced me to prior to that. I'd always, I guess it's those labels, isn't it? Sometimes we do things, but don't label them or there's labels. And so we think that we don't do it, um, but we do. That doesn't make any sense, (laughs) probably, but it makes sense to me. Um, Because that music just changes your state, doesn't it? It um, allows you to express yourself and, yeah, it really is medicine. So thank you for opening my eyes up to that. My pleasure. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Anytime, sister. (laughs) And so how are you going? I don't don't really like to go there, but I'm going to because I know that the, um, I'm not even sure how to term that. What is it? The artistic industry, performing industry, creative industry has really been touched by COVID. Um, I'm not sure what it's like for you there, but I know here performers have really have had everything taken away from them. Um, is there been much support over there for you guys in terms of that? Yeah, it's rough to be a musician right now. There's, there's, we, we all took a big hit because performance is for most of us, the biggest part of our salary. It's where we, we don't make much money from online uh, platforms as much. So that does make it challenging. There is support. I mean, things like Spotify are, are offering donations to artists who are really struggling, but it's just, um, it's hard, especially not being, you know, if I'm, if I was in the big leagues of music, um, like really, you know, like the main names, top people that everybody would, would know about, I, I would be in a little bit of a different place, but it's, but most people are not on the top, you know, most people, most musicians are probably about this where I am too, of just like trying to swim in a big sea of creatives. And, um, and so I think for, for people like me, it's, it's a little more challenging. I have other venues. Luckily I'm, I'm also a, a, an Ayurvedic practitioner and a doula. And so a lot of my work has been supported by my, my other work. And, and I think a lot of people are doing what I'm doing, which is making an album and saying, I can't go out and perform, but I want to, to make music and I want it to be heard. And so I think there's within the next few years, there's going to be a lot of albums coming out and that's how people are really going to be trying to make ends meet is with these albums. So whenever I see somebody putting out an album right now, I know how important it is to support that because it's for, for a lot of these musicians, it is their lifeline to their music and to their stability as, as a human in, in a, in this economic time. So um, something to pay attention to if, if, you know, if, if you're not aware of it, it's definitely something to pay attention to. What's Ayurveda? You mentioned you're an Ayurvedic practitioner. Some people may have never heard of that. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people haven't heard of that. Ayurveda is an ancient Indian system of medicine. And so it's comparable to Chinese medicine. It's uh, a little over 5,000 years old and, and, but it originates from India and so it's 
it's what I like to consider earth-based medicine. It's, it works with balancing the elemental properties in the body and, and helps people find balance within themselves through, through the way that nature organizes it. And it's, it's so beautiful. I am just absolutely in love with the practice and it's how another way that I've really found healing for my body and for myself. So, um, I highly recommend looking into it. And if, if you're looking for a practitioner, Mm. I have, um, yeah, you you can put my, my name in here. I'm always taking new clients. Mm. So do you have a, a way for people to contact you for an appointment or to find out more about that with you? Yeah, you can visit my website. Um, it's www.rasa-sara-sara.com. And, um, and that's a great way to find my music. Um, I post things about my music on there and any events that I have going on. And then I also have the Ayurvedic section. And then I also have my um, doula postpartum section that I, that I do as well. So you can find out pretty much anything about me and read a little bit more about my story on, on that website. Mm. And so I suppose we've touched on the Ayurveda. Could you touch a little bit on the doula for me as well? Yeah, the doula is actually... I'm just really, really loving that work right now. But it's it's really just, I, I'm really honing my practice in on postpartum because I find that that can be supported the most with Ayurveda. And so I go into a family's home after a woman has, a person has had a baby and, um, and there's this really, really precious time after a baby is born when the family is somewhat disoriented perhaps and a lot of support is needed and there's often this is the time when like the the pregnancy and the birth there's all this like hype about it and then postpartum time it just seems to not get as much as much support as I would like to to give it because uh, this is the beginning of life this is where we all start is in these these first six weeks we say are the sacred window this time when everything is so precious and ripe so I show up and I, I cook and I clean and I support the family and I use herbs and I make teas and tonics and I'm, I'm supporting the mother and, and regenerating her and healing her body after she's been through something huge like a birth and supporting the baby, helping get nourishment to everybody. And I'm using Ayurveda for all of it. And it's just like the juiciest work. I love that I get to do it. It is a pure privilege. Mm. That sounds incredible. <laughs> it's yummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cause you're right, because there is a lot of hype before and then afterwards it's just sort of like off you go, like you should know what to do. And in my work I see it a lot too of like that whole identity, like who am I now? That am I, am I the old person or the new person or both and trying to integrate that and I suppose you've got all those hormones and everything going out of control and so to come in and offer that support. Um, is really beautiful and, and like you say so important because when we're that that young age like we're little sponges and a lot of people don't realize that but again I see in my own work that what happens through those very early years really sets up that child for the rest of their life and, and yes. how they operate in the world and their systems and how their systems function super important mm-hmm yeah super super important yeah and it's a privilege to be able to be the person who shows up to support that it's it feels like a really really big deal to me (laughs) i feel lucky Mm. beautiful well 
I really appreciate all your time today and for singing that beautiful song. And I'm so just, I can't wait for this album. I'm so excited. I share it with everyone, whoever I can. If you check these girls out, if you check Sarah out, she's she just, you have no idea how much you've influenced and inspired me. So thank you so much for joining me today and letting me share the precious gift that you are with the world. Thank you. My goodness. My pleasure entirely. It's so nice to talk to you. I feel such an ease with talking to you. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to do it again soon. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed we will. Okay. So make sure that you all go out and support Sarah and her beautiful work that she does. She's a, a true gift to this world and you'll well you'll have seen from that beautiful little private concert that she's given us um, there's such depth and div divinity in her work that just oozes out of her so please go out there and support her buy her album if you're looking for support as a new mum then definitely check her out you can see that she's just full of love and compassion thank you so much this was such an honor it was it felt really good to talk to you today Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me for another inspiring conversation. For more inspiration on topics like this, head over to my Facebook page, Journey to a Better Place with Jess Baker. If you want to know how you can work with me on your journey to a better place, check out the website, www.journeytoabetterplace.com. Bye.